Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC podcast. We're here to coach you in the word. Uh, we're looking into part eight of um, the plan of God in 18 verses and 10 words. We're focusing on uh, the plan of salvation in this message. This message is coming to you from the 28th day of November of 2022, our Sunday evening Bible study. We want to welcome all of those of you from around the world who share with us, download our podcast, and enjoy the study of the Word of God. We challenge you to continue in that study, grow and develop yourself in the salvation of God, the names of Jesus Christ, and the benefits that come through those two precious elements, salvation and His wonderful name. Now we're going to go directly into this. I'll be back with you at the end of the message. You enjoy part eight of the message entitled, The Plan of God in 18 Verses and 10 Words. I'll be back shortly. Those of you that will be joining us later in the week, those of you that will be listening to us on Mike Springston FFC podcast where we coach you in the word, those of you that will be joining us through Lift Him Higher Radio. Uh, we're glad to have you tonight. We're looking at part nine of the plan of God in 18 verses and 10 words. This morning we begin to look at the benefit of salvation that comes in the uh, process of soundness. That soundness we equated to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Tonight we're going to look into Philippians chapter 2 to begin this part of this series. Before we do that, let's... Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? I hope everything is going good for you and you're feeling better. We look forward to getting you back in the house of God soon. Um, We're going to have a word of prayer and then we'll go into Philippians chapter 2. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Open our eyes that we can see our ears that we can hear and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us and then let us apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Now, Father, we surrender ourselves, sanctify ourselves, and yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit hears from Jesus Christ, we open our vessel so that He can speak the words that come from the man in the Godhead to minister directly into our hearts and lives. We bless you now, and we give you glory in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 7. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not Robert to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Now, from this, uh, I want to show you something. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery 
thought, uh, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, made himself in the likeness of man. I want you to see that. That's critical. Now him being found in fashion of man, humbled himself and came unto death, even the death of the cross. Paul saw himself in that same death. We do too. God exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. Do you know that he came in the likeness of man, in the fashion of man? Do you know that he died and we die with him? We're crucified with Christ. Do you know God has given him a name that has been exalted above every name? Do you know that God is giving you a name as well whenever you cross over into the portals of glory? That at the name of Jesus, every name in heaven, earth, and heaven shall bow. And that every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue, every, now get that, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Every tongue will be brought into obedience to the exalted name of Jesus. My friend, this is great news. The great news is that we have the ability through the plan of salvation to live in this exalted name where every name is brought to bow of things in heaven, earth, and hell. All of those things are brought to bow and we are brought through the benefit of salvation to live in that Lordship now. Not to wait until we get to heaven. We won't, we, the, the things that we need His Lordship for now will not be required when we get to heaven. I see Charles and I see Linda. Linda, I hope you're good. I sent you a message. I hope you got it. Um, we're glad to have all of you. That means now that we have the privilege to operate in the same mind of Christ and to bring His Lordship into our present situations. Herein is the establishment of His power and authority that is made available to us. It's from His Lordship that His power and authority is made available to us. Now, let's, let's look at that. From the cross, healing, our iniquities, transgressions, our lost peace, physical and spiritual healing brought to us by the name of Jesus. That same Jesus preserved our spirit in the tomb. That Jesus then went and delivered that spirit and our spirit so that he could become the victoriously anointed Christ. He keeps us safe and we're going to see that. We're going to see this tonight in a great way as we look through this, the Scriptures tonight. How, how he became all of these in Paul's writing and we can see them readily. Now, so all of these have been established. Safety has been established for us. But the thing that these things come from then lead us in to the authority 
of His Lordship. Because healing and preservation and deliverance and safety has now placed us in a realm that is in the corridors of heaven made acceptable because we have made Him our Lord. We are not only eternal because of the benefits of salvation, we are not only made by force of the deliverance out of hell to be the righteousness of God, we are made secure and safe by the sprinkling of blood in the holy place. And now we enter into an even deeper dimension where we come into the soundness or the control that His Lordship has upon the issues of our life and that they are working to do two tremendous things on our behalf. Now, number one, they are developing for us the will of God that is being revealed to us. Number two, they are ensuring that all things, everything, is working together for absolute good for us. Number three, I said two, but I meant three. This authority demands that we understand that because of the perfect will of God, Him working all things together for good to those who love Him and are the called according to His purpose, it demands that we understand that nothing can separate us from His love. His Lordship is produced to ensure that we understand that He is in control in heaven, earth, and hell. Nothing now can separate us from His love. Think about that. What are the things that have a name that often make you feel disconnected from God? Maybe even as much as to say forgotten by God. Such words as sickness, sin, trouble, trials, attack, words like addiction, oppression, depression, words such as divorce, violence, all of these words, and we can make a list of the 17 works of the flesh here, seem to make you feel as though you are disconnected if you buy into those words. But if we continue to name those events, which we could, and they are many, then we could say those words literally disconnect us from God. Now here's truth, my friend. If we identify with the sound mind, the renewed mind that is Christ Jesus, then we can come into the Lordship of Jesus Christ. When we get into that Lordship, there is nothing that has a name that does not come under the control of His Lordship. This is the disconnect the enemy has tried to bring. See, he has allowed us to know to some extent what happened in the cross. We have little knowledge of what happened or why the tomb. We have limited knowledge on the resurrection. 
We have very little knowledge about him as high priest except we take the, the, the grace procedure and say that once we're in grace, we're always safe, which has a kernel of truth as we have identified through this teaching. But it is the Lordship of Jesus Christ that is most concealed and hidden from us. Because if we understood the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we would look at the things, the issues of life that cast doubt, fear, and care upon who we are. We would see them totally differently. Because we would bring them into the Lordship of Jesus Christ and lay them there. We would cast our care upon Him. And in His Lordship, Everything that has a name comes under His control. Now look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It starts off with three crucial words. And we know. Herein lies the problem. We don't know. No, we don't know. I'm going to show you some things tonight from these Scripture that are going to shock you because you've never seen them in there before because you just didn't know. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Well, that's a wonderful Scripture, isn't it? Look at verse 29. For whom He did foreknow, those He knew beforehand, or those He could foresee. Now, well, how could He foresee you? He could foresee you because He could foresee what He was going to do in Jesus Christ. He was going to see the blood that was going to be shed for the redemption of mankind. The healing that was going to come. The plan of salvation that was sent forth. That went forth in Yeshua. That would destroy the wicked from the foundation to the neck. Yeah, he could see all of that. He knew and could foresee. This is God looking ahead to you and I. And who we would be in Jesus Christ. It's Him seeing. How His Lordship would manifest to those whom He would know through all of the accomplished works of the plan of salvation. All of those things that we put as six works of salvation and the name Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. All of those accomplished works. He also did predestinate. He foreknew you. He saw what Jesus would do for you. Then He predestinated you. Let's look at that. He limited or advanced or in advance or He made up in uh, His mind in advance how He would relate to those who saw Him in the benefits both of His name and of salvation. How can we escape if we reject so great a salvation? So, whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate, now watch, to be conformed to the image of His dear Son. Now we look at the image of His dear Son, and we see Him as the risen, resurrected, we see Him as the Lord, Him that is above, and we say we want to be in the image of Him that is above. No, no, no. In order to get to the image that He is above, we must go through the process of salvation. We must go through the cross, Jesus, the healing that accomplished there, the preservation that accomplished in, that was accomplished in the tomb 
We must go through the deliverance that he accomplished as Christ, the victoriously anointed one. We must go through his sprinkling of blood that he accomplished as the high priest in the tabernacle. We must come into his lordship. In order to become in his image, we must understand that he was made in the likeness of men. We are made in the likeness of him. Do you see how critical the scripture that I began with tonight in Philippians chapter 2 is? Now then, we must go on to wholeness and completeness as him is the man in the Godhead. We are to be conformed to the image of his dear son. In other words, we would be jointly formed and become conformed to or fashioned like Him. We would be crucified with Christ. We would bury our flesh. We would be delivered from the product of sin. We would be uh, made safe because not only did He sprinkle the blood, but He made us priests to worship in the holy place. We would accept His Lordship over all of His creation in heaven, hell, and earth. We would become those who lived in the wholeness and completeness of Himself as the man in the Godhead. We would operate in His faith from His Lordship, and this would allow Him to confirm the Word in us so that signs followed the believer. What signs are they, Pastor? His Lordship would cast down devils, speak with new tongues, nothing inside us or outside us would hurt us. Everyone we laid hands on would recover, and He would then confirm the Word with signs following. We would in the Spirit be eternal, and in our mind be operating in a renewed mind that was in the likeness of Christ, of which Paul said, that mind should be in us. This is awesome stuff. And it's all produced by the names of Jesus and the benefits of salvation. Now watch. That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. He was the firstborn who came through the flesh, the cross, the tomb, the resurrected body, the position of high priest, given lordship, seated as the man in the Godhead, to give us the benefits of healing, preservation, deliverance, safety, his lordship, and his wholeness. He was the firstborn. Now, what is born? What, what significance does that have? He was born with a DNA, my friends, to be able to pass that DNA on to us. What was that DNA, Mike? Tell us about that DNA. Tell us about what he came with in himself that he was able, he was able to destroy the wicked one from the foundation to the neck. All of the benefits of salvation came in him as the firstborn and passed the DNA of the glory of God directly to his people. My blessed God, he is the firstborn. Now watch it now. Among many brethren, he has given you the DNA of 
of salvation from His names and His works so that you can experience the glory of God just like He experienced the likeness of man. Glory to God Almighty. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called. And whom He called, now watch this, you are called into a relationship with Him in complete soundness. You are moving to a relationship of complete wholeness. Now, watch this. His Lordship creates soundness of mind as you deal with your earthly dwelling. His Lordship completes soundness of mind when you deal with your earthly dwelling. So He is, a, is Lord over everything that has a name. He is Lord over everything, heaven, earth, and hell that has a name. Now when we get to His wholeness, the completeness, we're going to find that we are made complete in Him so that whatever is going on in heaven that can be communicated to earth can belong to us because of the nine gifts of the Spirit. And I'll get into that next week. Now watch. You're called into relationship with Him as Lord. With that, you dispel the effects of things, evil things, the rulers of darkness in high places, the powers of evil that would attack you, that would try to make inroads into your mind, that would try to destroy your healing, your safety, your deliverance, and your preservation. My friends, we're called to have power over all of these. How do we do it? By His Lordship. We're called to preach and to teach others to do what concerning His Lordship? To observe all that He taught that he began to do, and that he began to teach. Now watch this. Them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also up glorified. We are innocent of sin's guilt. We've been made to be this way by force. Therefore, we're glorified by the benefits of Jesus Christ our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. These benefits reach into the control of common things that the devil uses to attack us. So, if we live in the relationship of His Lordship, there is nothing, nothing that has a name that can bring fear, doubt, and unbelief into the realm of our reality, our outer reality. It can attack but His Lordship is the mechanism of total escape from these ideas of attack. This is how we go about not giving place to the devil. Look at verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Well, how else can we be assured that these verses I've just explained to you are all not only true, but active in our inner and outer world. Because, my friend, if we cannot use His Lordship to cast down devils, speak with new tongues, to know that His Lordship is over anything that's in us or outside us, that it hurt us, and to know that because of His Lordship we lay hands on the sick, 
and they recover. How else will he confirm his word then with signs, with signs following? He will execute what his lordship demands. That's the thing I want you to see. He'll execute into our reality what we draw out from the benefits. Execute in us the perfect will of God. So now we can understand how God is operating for us. Now, He healed us, He delivered us. He healed us, He preserved us, He made us safe. Those things were acts of God in salvation. Now, through His Lordship, He is making us sound so that we can be kept. See? So that we can be kept by the power and authority of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We have to draw out from the plan of God the things that allow us to come into this position of Lordship. So now we know how we can get into the Word of God and understand what it is meant when it said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Because His Lordship produces and provides the facts of what Jesus Christ did to destroy the works of the devil. So, in His Lordship, He is for us. Verse 32. Now watch this, because in the next couple verses, we're going to see something that's going to be very dynamic. From this 31 and 32, I'm going to show you something here. He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up, for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now watch. The Lordship of Jesus Christ controls everything. If we're in this position of understanding the benefit of his Lordship, then we move into the realm of the fact that everything now is freely given to us. So how do we determine what all things are? Well, they're all of the benefits of salvation. They're all the benefits of the Holy Spirit being in us, upon us, and on us. These produce in us an ability to use His Lordship against any and all attacks of the devil. The things that I just mentioned are freely given to us to expose the things of which Jesus Christ is Lord over. He is Lord over everything, and He is Lord over everyone. Now who shall lay then anything to the charge of God's elect? Is it God that justifieth? Being innocent because of the blood, we now have nothing that is open for attack if we come into His Lordship. How can He attack those who are known, predestined and foreknown by Him? What name can he produce that is not under the Lordship of Jesus Christ? What can he produce against you that is not under the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Now, if you expose yourself to those names of attack issues, sickness, cancer, eye problems, hearing problems, overweight, oppression, depression, anxiety, whatever they may be, if you expose yourself to them, absent of placing them under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and casting all your care on Him, for He in His Lordship 
cares for you. If you fail to do that, then you are exposing yourself to the common things that the enemy would use to attack you. However, the Lordship of Jesus Christ has made a way of escape. Now, how can anything, how can anything be laid upon a child of God who is operating in the benefits of salvation, understanding the Lordship of Jesus Christ? How can anything be laid upon you that you refuse to take? That you are inspired to cast upon His Lordship. How can anything be laid upon you? No, my friend, that would be contrary to the Word of God. That would be a common thing overtaking the divine spiritual thing that God has created in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. How about that? Look at verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Now I want you to see this. Look at the benefits that Paul has exposed in his writing. He talked about healing, deliverance, and the man in the Godhead, as well as the high priest, who's making intercession for us in verse 34. In prior verses, he talks about the benefits of the preservation and the lordship. They're there. The things freely given all have to come out from His Lordship. If we grasp these, then we can, uh, then, then, then who in the world, who in hell can condemn us? Now watch where that takes us. Because if we grasp the content of around verse 31 to 34, and we see the benefits of salvation identified by Paul, not by word, but by his phrasing. Then we could come to verse 35. Because verse 35 may be the most dynamic verse in the scripture. Who, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now who's an interesting word? It's an interesting way to begin this verse. Who, what, or what man is there? What man is there? As the Greek interprets this word who. So how can there be anything, any man, who is living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, understanding the benefits of salvation and the Lordship of Jesus Christ, how can any man be separated from the love of God? Then he goes on to start naming names. Watch it. He said, is tribulation going to do it? Nah, he's Lord over that. <laughs> Glory to God. Is distress going to do it? Nah, he's Lord over that. Is persecution going to do it? Nah, he's Lord over that. Is famine going to do it? Is hunger going to? Nah, he's... How about nakedness? Nah, he's Lord over that. What about peril or sword? Which name is there in there that's going to be greater than the benefit of His Lordship? Now, nah, verse 37 said, Nay, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. 
Paul said that he loved us and gave himself for us. We're more than conquerors because we have come in the benefit of, of the, the, the blessings of salvation. What did salvation do? It destroyed the wicked from the foundation to the neck. Look, look at verse 38. Paul said, now look, I'm persuaded. I have this as my absolute confidence that there is neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor anything present nor anything that is to come. Not anything that has height or depth or any other creature that shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Now watch how he finishes this. Which is in Christ, the victoriously anointed, delivered one, Jesus who healed us spiritually and physically and preserved our spirit and who has become our Lord. That's how Paul finished verse 39. There's nothing that has a name that can be given a name to describe what it is, what it does, how it acts, how it responds, how it behaves. There's nothing that can be described or identified that could separate us from the love of God. Why? Because the works of salvation in the love of God are exact, they are precise, they are perfect, they are freely given to those who are willing to mature in Christ and walk in them. Now, the God who stands behind the benefits has absolute control, absolute ability, absolute knowledge, absolute understanding, and His eyes are going to and fro throughout the earth seeking the, the ones that He can Pour out the benefits of salvation on. Even to the extent that he said in 2 Corinthians 1.20. That every promise in Jesus Christ is yea and so be it. There is nothing of which God stands behind. That is greater than the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Because it is from there that we are taught. Thus in the day that we live. Until the day that we are called into the divine presence of God and given a new name, just as He was given a name that is exalted, we will be given a new name. And we will come into the great image then of the Spirit Man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Father, I praise You for the Word of God. I thank You for the anointing that I sense and feel. Minister to your people right now. Open our eyes, God, to see it. Grab it. Come under the Lordship. Proclaim it. Cast our cares on you. For you care for us. We thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our High Priest, and our Man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. Well, well, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it will stimulate some thought, some study. Uh, and I hope that it, has, it will bless you as you continue your development in Christ Jesus. Remember, you can contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministries.com, 
ffcma.org or through Family Fellowship Chapel's messaging. As always, we appreciate every listener, every learner, and we pray that you will find him in his lordship and then he will speak to you from his position as man in the Godhead. May God richly bless you until we speak again.